0: Welcome to the Copywriter Club podcast. I'm Rob Marsh.
1: And I'm Kira Hugg.
0: And we are going to do something a little bit different with today's podcast. So you probably noticed we don't have the same kind of an introduction here, but we want to share some thoughts that we've shared in the past in a few workshops that we've conducted, just to share them with a the broader audience, because they're pretty important. Uh, we're going to talk about like these five critical, in the past, we've called them moves or changes or or things that you need to be doing in your business to make sure that you are successful as a copywriter. And we've heard from so many copywriters lately that they're struggling to make their business work. Sometimes it's because they don't have a pipeline of clients, but there are other things involved as well. And if you make these five uh, changes or moves that we're going to talk about today, it will make your business significantly stronger. In fact, just to tease this just a little bit, uh, one of the moves that we're going to share will, sh- will help you double your income in the coming year. And I know that is a really big promise. So we'll show you how to do that. We're going to show you how to ensure the clients say yes to you. Uh, we'll show you how to kill that copywriter imposter complex for good. We'll make sure that you never undercharge for your work. And finally, we'll, uh, one of the moves will show you how to continue to attract good, high paying clients to your business.
1: And, you know, keep listening to this episode, especially if you feel like you've been working harder than ever, especially over the last few months, maybe in the entire 2023, but you feel like you're actually not getting ahead. If anything, maybe you're making less than you would like, and um, you're feeling really overwhelmed by all the things that we are told to do, maybe even all the things that used to work for you, but no longer are working, and maybe your income is feast or famine Um, It's been hit or miss. We know a lot of copywriters that we have worked with in our community at all levels. So this isn't just for beginners, but even copywriters who have been at it for years have dealt with a a couple rough months where they have had a hit to their income and it has not been as consistent. And so you are not alone if you are dealing with feast or famine. And maybe you also just wish you could clone yourself. which I mean, we kind of can with AI, but maybe you haven't done it yet. Uh, we're not quite there completely, but you just want some extra help because you're working uh, with less hours, especially if it's your summer and you have kids running to camp and then you're just overwhelmed with all the things and planning for the next trip. Maybe you're also sacrificing a little bit. Um, you know, you stopped working out every day, maybe it's only once a week. Um, Maybe you aren't hanging out with your family as much or your partner as much, or even pursuing those hobbies that mean something to you because you're so stressed, trying to put all your energy into the business that just feels like it is letting you down right now. So if you can relate to just any any of that, or maybe just one of those things, then you should keep listening.
0: Yeah, and I, I'd add one more thing to that is, um, we're gonna sort of start with this idea But if you're willing to admit that you may be a really good writer, but you're not yet a great copywriting business owner, then what we're going to cover over the next few minutes is going to make a big difference for you because there is a better way to run your business than trying to figure it out all on your own. And by the way, all of the stuff that Kira was just mentioning—you know, all the struggles—that stuff's completely normal. Uh, and, and businesses fail because of all of those reasons. Um, individual businesses, even even big businesses, fail. Uh, lots of them fail, you know, within the first five years. And most of those big businesses actually have advisors and teams and big budgets. And most copywriters don't have any of that. So, what you're—if you've been struggling or if you've been thinking. Of, about treating your business in a different way, just know that um, it, it's all normal. What successful copywriters know that struggling copywriters don't um, is the big thing, uh, the thing that will make the big difference. And um, that is that it's not another persuasion technique. It's not another copywriting course uh, about writing headlines or strategy or SEO or brand voice or any of that. The thing that really makes the difference Um, is uh, a lot more basic than that stuff. So uh, jumping into uh, all of this stuff, you know, we've worked with a lot of copywriters over the last few years to create successful businesses. And what we've discovered is that when they make these five moves or make what we sometimes have called, you know, the the switch, um, that uh, the business looks a lot, a lot
1: different. So what the heck is a switch? What is that? Is it a, is it a, Rob, is it a light switch? It's definitely not.
0: Well, it's almost like a light switch because when you flip the switch in your business, things are totally different. It's almost like going from dark to light. So yeah, let's, let's just talk a little bit about what that looks like for most copywriters. You know, when, and this was my experience when I got started, I started as a copywriter because I was a good writer and people were asking me to write stuff and, You know, so I was helping people write articles or website copy, and I realized that I could make some money doing that. And so I set up my own website so the clients could find me. But of course, nothing happened. Uh, So, you know, now I've got to start asking around, performing random acts of marketing, you know, even reaching out to friends, begging for work sometimes, and struggling to convince people to hire me. I, I got lucky a few times early on, and we got, you know, I got a project. Uh, got the work done. I did not have a process for doing any of that stuff. So it was a little bit messy. Uh, I think the work was okay, but uh, it certainly you know wasn't, um, wasn't the very best that I'd ever done. It's the first thing that I'd ever done. And so of course it's not going to be the best, but the client seemed okay with it, but um, it didn't result in another project. And then I had to start it all over again, looking for another client out there who was willing to hire me, more random acts of marketing, more hoping that the next client could find me. And at some point, yeah, there's got to be a better way to do that, right?
1: Yeah, Rob, you should have done it the better way. <laughs> why,
0: what, why is, it, what is did, the better way?
1: Why didn't you do it the better way? OK, so um, copywriters like Rob did not make the switch. So Rob, you probably didn't even know about the switch back then because he hadn't created the Copywriter Club and figured all these things out. So. Typically, many copywriters like us at that point struggle and some even drop out, right? We all know a copywriter or two who maybe has dropped out or or just changed paths completely. Um, And which is fine, that happens. But sometimes it happens because they just haven't been able to put all the pieces together and flip that switch and experience just enough of a success or win to keep going forward. So here is what it could look like for you know, for Rob, for many of the copywriters who have not flipped that switch, let's paint this picture. It looks a little bit better. So you know you're a good writer and you think, hey, I can give this a shot. Why not? So instead of jumping immediately into creating that website, assuming all the details about what you'll do, you actually stop and think about what exactly you are building as a business. You ask yourself questions like, Do I want to offer copy or content writing only? Do I want to be a strategist? Do I want to create physical products, digital products? Do I want to offer one on one services? Do I want to build an agency? Once you've really considered so many of your options, you give some thought to your ideal client and think about who exactly you can help. You may ask yourself questions like, who do I want to work with? Who do I enjoy working with? Who do I understand at a deeper level? Who can actually pay me to help them? That's an important question. And next, you identify the problem you help that client solve. What exactly do they need help with? And we'll just talk a little bit more about that in a minute. At that point, you put together a solution for this ideal client's problem. And having done all that work, you start selling the solution to those ideal clients. The good news is your marketing is really targeted and effective. You land clients and have a consistent process for doing the work. It's like working with you because you're confident and you have that process. So it feels good. It feels professional. It's well organized and you deliver a great product at the end of the project. So once the project is over, your clients give you testimonials and even the referral because you have an offboarding system where you ask for a referral. So once you get those results for your clients, you go back to connecting with the next client and you do it all over again. So the question is, <laughs> Rob, what's the biggest difference between you uh, as that first struggling copywriter and then this second uh, fictitious but also very much real copywriter, successful copywriter?
0: Yeah, well, the the first copywriter is winging it, and the second copywriter has an operating system. You know, and and it's almost like uh, the computer's operating system. You know, that program that's always running on your laptop that just makes everything else work. The first copywriter doesn't have any of that. They're just trying stuff and seeing what works, and then you know, trying other stuff and. If it does work, they do land a client, they're trying you know, different things. in the pro- There isn't even a process to follow, right? They're just doing what, what comes up. But the second example that you were talking about, copywriters obviously following their operating system. It's helping them connect with the right clients. It's helping them identify the problem that they can solve. It's helping them deliver all of those results. And it's actually helping them do it all happen almost automatically. So that operating system is really just a set of concepts or processes that supports the goals of your copywriting business. And it helps you solve real problems and create value for your clients. And I think we'll, like in the next few minutes, let's tell you five of the things that we think a successful copywriting operating system uh, includes. And do you wanna kick it off with the first one, Kira?
1: I do, I do. The first one is my favorite. It is your X factor. So, this is all about your positioning and knowing what makes you different, knowing who you serve, the problem you solve, why you're the best person to solve that problem. Um, you know, a lot of people think about this as their niche. And so, I think we talk about this interchangeably, but it's not quite right because when most of us think about our niche and the work we do, we're really talking about the industry, you know, the, maybe the market. Uh, the vertical we're in. And so we'll think about like copy for coaches or content for the travel industry or social media for dentists, stuff like that. And there's actually a lot of bad advice out there when it comes to choosing a niche. And by bad, it's not really evil or even wrong. It's just, well, we found that it's incomplete.
0: A lot of people talk about your niche. It's like, well, look for something that you're passionate about, that you enjoy doing, uh, and add to that uh, something that you enjoy or that you know something about. And then finally, something you can charge for. And you know, if you mix those three buckets, that should be your niche but in our experience that that's barely scratching the surface because it's leaving out a lot of detail about who your client is and what they need and what problems they have and how you can help them get the things that they need and so we think of a better way to think about your x factor And this thing that makes you stand out is to combine you with your client and their problem and then the solution that you can bring to the table that's what your x factor helps you figure out and it's a lot more like you were saying kira than your niche it's a combination of all of those things and we talk a lot about how to figure out your x factor in our programs especially in the copywriter accelerator um, just really quickly, you know, I'll run through, you know, it's like you, you end up creating a list that includes uh, your credentials, your experience, uh, the tools that you use, jobs that you've worked, all the things that you've, you've built and done, and this knowledge base that you have. And this is basically the you stack. You know, it's all of the things that make you you and help you figure out. Uh, how you can help your clients. And among those things, you start adding them all together. You get multipliers that, you know, unique combinations of experience, of skills, of credentials that nobody else has. And ultimately you end up being the only person that has those skills. So in my case, for instance, if I was going to sit down and make this list, I might mention things like my MBA degree and my experience with sales and the fact that I had my own SaaS company at one time and my tech experience and that I'm good at writing longer form sales copy, those kinds of things. And and my list would be much longer than that. But as you start to combine those things, That makes me unique in a way that somebody who may have some of those things doesn't have all of them, right? And we start to stack up all of those things into our own personal credentials and experience stack.
1: So step one is to do what Rob just shared with you, is to carve out time to create that list that's all about identifying those multipliers where you have um, some overlap and you really start to stand out. So this exercise could take a lot of time, but at least give it 10 minutes to start to start to recognize what you're bringing to the table. The next step is all about doing something similar for your ideal client. And this is where many of us, we forget about the ideal client because we're just focused on what we can do and the problems that we're solving. Um, So this is where we get to focus on your ideal client. And you can start with the type of clients you want to work with. You know, you can think about, if they're in a particular industry, or they have a certain type of product, or they have a certain type of business structure, or um, if they are a certain size company, are they a smaller company with you know, three people, or are they a large company with thousands of employees? You can start to think about their customers and maybe the impact they're making in the world. Maybe you can think, think about the value, their values, their viewpoints, if that's important to you. Or you could think about financially how well they're doing as a company. Maybe you're focused on um, the, their revenue numbers every year and targeting them based on that.
0: You can also uh, look for the problems that they have, things that uh, you, they need solved, right? The gains that they want to have in their business. So not, it's never just about the problems or the challenges, but also the things that they want to do, these bigger goals and ideas and aspirations they have, or even just tasks and jobs that they that they don't want to do themselves and that you can take off of their plate and and where they're thinking about those jobs don't limit yourself to just the marketing needs like say web copy or email sequences there are also deeper psychological and emotional needs that they need to have resolved so you know you're as an example of that your your client may want web copy but what they really need is more customers and that's a functional need or they've been working on their business for months and their partners telling them that they need to quit and get a real job. Uh, and so the reason they want this website is that they want to look like a real business. That's a psychological need. Um, or maybe they're just stuck. They feel like an imposter and their new website will prove that they have what it takes, uh, prove that to the world. And that's an emotional need. So these other needs that um, we can help solve are often way more powerful than simple needs like, uh, I need a, a website. So just knowing what your ideal client really needs can give you an advantage over a lot of other copywriters.
1: I think that part is so important though. I mean, the mention, um, just going deeper with those needs and not only because you'll understand it so you can solve problems for them in a deeper way, but also because you can speak to those psychological needs and emotional needs in your own messaging. And so that your message will speak to them in a way that resonates more than maybe the copywriter who's just speaking to that functional need. And this is such an easy opportunity for us, but it's also a missed opportunity for many of us, including myself.
0: The next thing you want to do is compare your two lists, the your personal stack and the client stack, and how do they match up? You know, can you help solve any of those client problems or those needs, those functional, social, emotional needs? And if the answer is yes, then you're, you've are you gone a long way towards finding your X factor. And if the answer is no, then you need to go through that exercise again until you can find ways to match your talent stack, your abilities with what your client's challenges, needs, problems are. And then the last step of it is to figure out the value of solving those specific problems for your client. If they'll gladly pay to get your help with some of these issues then you're in a really good place. If they're not willing to pay, then you haven't really identified the right problem or a painful enough challenge, or problem for them. And so you may want to go back and rethink, you know, what is it you're good at? What is it that your client needs and how do you connect the two together?
1: Yeah. And it's not enough to think about what you're good at or what you're excited about, what you're passionate about and what you want to do. All of that is important, but it has to connect with a client problem that is valuable to that client so that they are willing to pay for it. And if they don't view that problem as valuable, you may struggle to make money as a copywriter.
0: Yeah. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that one of these uh, changes or business moves that you need to make will help you double your income. And this is the one. Figuring out your X factor, choosing a niche. And it does not necessarily need to be an industry niche. It can be the way, the thing that you deliver. It can be the type of client that you work with, the problem that you solve. But we found when we conducted our salary survey that we've uh, conducted over the last three or four years, that when copywriters and content creators work in a single dedicated niche, they earn 96% more than copywriters and content writers who do not have a niche at all. So that's just short of twice as much. And even copywriters who work in a couple of niches, so they limit themselves somewhat, earn 50% more than those that don't have a niche. So if you walk away from this episode and, and have just one takeaway, it should be this, that you need to figure out your X factor, the thing that makes you unique, the thing that makes you different, the thing that makes you superior, the thing that makes you able more than anyone else to solve that big problem for your ideal client. That one change could double your income in the coming year.
1: All right. Let's talk about the second big move you need to make in your business. And that is all about pricing. Pricing is so important, which we all know. And we also know how many copywriters underprice themselves. I have been in that camp many times. And even after checking in with other copywriters to see if they're charging enough, they still price too low. And that's because we're constantly negotiating with ourselves and lowering what we charge uh, before we even present a proposal to our clients, because we want to make those proposals more acceptable. And usually we're the biggest obstacle in our own way. So let's talk about pricing, because this is such a difficult topic, but let's dive into it.
0: Yeah. So there are a lot of ways to price yourself. And the vast majority of them just aren't that great, uh, you know, charging for word. We still see people all the time, you know, talking about how they charge per word and even some freelancing sites encourage this like Upwork uh, you know, the, the default is almost, you know, to how many words for $50 or $250 or whatever. And your incentive when you price by word is to make more money. And so you want of course, write more words, but your, ins- your client wants you to write less to save money and The real problem there is that no one's really thinking about the customer and how many words it takes to get the right message for them to buy or for them to make the change they need to make. And it's just, it's a terrible way to price your services. Um, There's there's definitely better ways to do it.
1: Every once in a while, a client might approach a copywriter and offer a substantial commission on every sale. So let's say it's 20% if they'll write some copy for them. So if the product costs $1,000 and you sell 100 of them, a 20% commission is $20,000, which to me, that sounds pretty good, but maybe it sounds too good because you as a copywriter are taking all the risk. And there are a lot of factors that you don't control here. Like what if the ads fail or what if the client can't attract good prospects to your copy? What if the client doesn't run ads and no one even sees the offer? If that happens, you as a copywriter make nothing and you put in all those hours perfecting your copy, but you don't actually get paid. So we both agree, hopefully you do too, that any pricing model that doesn't actually pay you for your time upfront is a broken model.
0: Even charging by the hour isn't a great approach uh, because, uh, again, the incentives that you have are misaligned with your client's incentives. You know, you may want to put in extra hours to make the copy better uh, and maybe even to earn a bit more money. Your client's going to want you to limit your hours to save money. And again, worse than this, most copywriters who charge by the hour drastically underestimate their hourly rate you know they they think well you know i'll charge 100 dollars an hour but the reality is after expenses and taxes the inability to bill for time uh that you're spending building your own business or managing projects all of that stuff that pulls away from that hourly rate makes it so that what you're really bringing home is far less than 100 dollars it's probably closer to 25 35 40 dollars an hour you can make billing by the hour work, but you've got to think about all the real costs of doing uh, business, and it's not as simple as doubling your rates. Because now, if you, you know you're charging, say, two hundred dollars an hour instead of hundred dollars an hour, um, they start your client starts looking for somebody who's less expensive who hasn't figured out that they're not actually earning all that much money. And so, the the better approach really is to uh, charge for the value you create and. I've, there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, we can talk about maybe some of the beginning of the process, but actually walking through a scenario in a podcast is a little bit difficult because there's a lot of numbers that you have to add up. So um, let's just talk about some of those questions, Kira, that we need to ask so we can get the information that we need in order to price for value.
1: Yeah, well, this is why I like value based pricing because it's really about asking good questions up front. And We as copywriters are great at asking questions. This is what we do for a living. We do this probably way too much, um, even in our personal lives. And so this is something that we can really figure out and use to our advantage to figure out the value of the work that we're doing. So the key is to ask these questions, ideally on the sales call. So you can start to really put together the numbers and understand the value over um, the value of the project you're working on, not just over this this next month, um, but over the next few years. So, some of the questions you could ask on that sales call could be something like, "What is your typical opt-in rate? What is your click-through rate? What is your conversion rate?" Um, and of course, all of these questions really depend on the project you're talking about. So, if you're talking about websites, that might be different than what you might ask for a Facebook ad copy or email copy. So, think about the service and the package you want to offer and what questions pertain to that offer. But there are some more important questions you can ask, like what is your average order value? What is the lifetime value of a customer? What is the cost of fulfillment? Even if they don't have the answer, they're going to be really impressed that you're asking these questions and thinking more holistically about the value you provide and, and what you can do to help them solve a problem. And if they do have the answer even better, because you can start to think about the numbers and put them together and do some simple math to think about how you're helping them create even more value in the packages you offer.
0: Yeah, and as I said earlier, it's it's a little bit difficult to sort of spell this out without a, a blackboard or a whiteboard to um, draw it out in, but when you know these kinds of numbers, then you can start doing the math and you can uh, guess at how many people are going to see the, the project that you're working on. And you can multiply out the percent that you think are going to take you up on that offer by the amount that you charge. You can add in upsells and downsells. Uh, and you can start to make some estimates around that. And you can, this isn't just a sales copy either. You can do this with with content you know if you're writing blog posts uh you know how many people will see each blog post and if you understand the value of a visitor to the website and how many times a visitor uh, needs to be there before they purchase or what the value of a visitor is in terms of purchases down the line you can start doing up doing all of this math and figure out what value you're creating for your clients. Again, this is something that we teach in depth in the Copywriter Accelerator. And so if this has your brain thinking, wait a second, I need to figure out how to do this. You might want to go to the copywriteraccelerator.com and just look into uh, whether that's going to be a fit for you or not.
1: Yeah. And I know some of the questions I will often ask when I'm working on a launch project or talking to someone about a launch, you know, I want to find out, have you launched this course before? Great. You have. Okay. How did that launch go? How many people purchased that, that course last time, or if they've launched it several times, I want to get an idea of how many people purchased during every single launch. Um, I want to know if they're going to run ads or how they're going to get, um, visibility to the offer. Um, Because I want to start to have an idea of the type of return they're going to get from this launch. Even if it's a conservative estimate, it helps me to figure out, um, am I charging the right amount? Am I charging too little? Am I charging too much? Especially if I know that the launch copy I write for them, they will be able to repurpose and reuse, I mean, possibly for who knows how long, right? For three years, maybe for a decade Who knows, but it's definitely more than just one time. So I need to factor that in as well.
0: Yeah. When you understand all of that, it also helps you justify your pricing. So it's not just about, hey, I'm going to be able to charge, you know, double what I charged before or, you know, $10,000 instead of $3,000. But when you send that uh, proposal to the client, when you have that discussion around budget and the client's like, wow, that's a lot. You can sit down and say, well, let's see if these numbers add up you know, we're, we expect that 3% people are going to respond to this and they're going to pay $1,000. And then there's this upsell that will add this amount. And you can actually walk through the numbers and that that number, uh, assuming that it's big enough to justify, you know, say now over the course of three years, you're going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars from this work that I'm creating. Now that $10,000 number doesn't sound too bad. So it's it helps you in a lot of ways beyond just setting the price for your project.
1: Yeah, and that's so important. It's it's not just about building an argument for the the price and the investment, but it's also I know for a lot of copywriters we want to feel confident in what we're putting out there. So I know for me I need to feel confident throwing a big number or any number out there, and if I can justify it to myself before I even try to sell a prospect on it, and I can convince myself this is valuable, this is what it's worth. So they're actually getting a you know a pretty good deal here. Um, then it's going to be easier to put together a proposal and feel really confident selling that to the prospect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on to uh, the the move or the change, the principle number three, and that is creating a a signature service or an offer that connects with that client problem that we were talking about when we figured out your X factor. So once you've got that X factor, once you've figured out how you create value for your client, um, now, you know, what is that big problem that your client has? Do they need sales? Do they need subscribers? Do they Are they building their list? Are they trying to reduce churn? All of these things are, are needs that your clients have and you can build a product or a service around those that you can offer them.
1: All right, so let's say your client is wants to build their authority and needs to add subscribers to their email list. And you have experience doing this. You can do this for them, Um, or even if you don't, this is what you want to do. So you can come up with a service, an offer where you interview the client to understand their needs, to understand their brand values and brand messaging and how they help their clients. Then you can pull together that research to create an incredible interactive lead magnet. And maybe, you know, maybe it's more than a PDF. Uh, Maybe it's something that really stands out like a shock and awe package, or maybe a short video course over five days, or maybe it's something really inventive and new that we haven't even thought of, but you're such a creative thinker. You can come up with that idea. Plus you create an opt-in email sequence and welcome sequence that helps prospects get to know and like your client. um, and you maybe even help with, um, the setup of all of this, the technical setup by providing, you know, a 20 minute video tutorial that you share with them so they can go into their email service provider and set it up and have a little bit more ease doing that. And you bundle that all together. Of course, you're going to ask smart questions of your client. So you understand that long term value of the service, which is what we just talked about. We want you to price it accordingly. And maybe you even create something similar in size um, in three different sizes that solve a similar problem, but maybe they're varying degrees of that problem. So you have a starter package, you have a signature package, and maybe you even have this kind of mega package that all solve different problems, related problems, but give some variety. So your client could jump in at different stages, depending on where their business is at today.
0: Yeah, there are all kinds of reasons for creating a signature package or you know an off like this. One of them is that it gives you the confidence to talk about the value that you create. And it helps your clients see exactly how you, and not just any other copywriter, but you can actually help them solve their problem. They don't have to read over your general website or figure out if you write emails or create league not they don't, they don't have to do any of that work in figuring out if you've done the thing that they need help with because it's all laid out for them. They just have to look at your package, click and buy. And just like your X factor, a well-packaged service helps you become a category of one. It's a, a way you stand out. Uh, it's way you go from good freelancer to the exact right person that your ideal client wants to work with. So you know we could go a lot deeper on why you should create packages, how they can help you in your business from from confidence to, you know selling more. Um, it's one of the areas that we actually like to help copywriters with the most. But having talked to just this little bit, you've got the basics. So at least start figuring out some of this stuff on your own.
1: Yeah. Or if you just walk away from this episode, knowing that I just, I need a package, like I need a package and I'm going to create a package that is worthwhile because Rob, you mentioned it builds confidence. I think that is what we've seen from working with, you know, hundreds of copywriters on building packages. It's yes, it sends the right message to the right clients. Yes. It shows prospects that you have done this thing and delivered a result and solved this problem repeatedly. Even if it's only a handful of times, they don't know that they just know that you've done this before. So it builds co- their confidence in you as a professional service provider, but even more importantly, it builds your own confidence because you don't have to worry about customizing a project on the fly on a sales call. You don't have to wing it. You don't have to come up with pricing in the middle of a sales call or even stress over it after a sales call. Cause you're like, well, I've never done this before. How am I going to price this? And then you ask a bunch of people and then you price it incorrectly. Because you've put this package together intentionally and thoughtfully, you know how to price it so it's value-based, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. It just takes so much pressure off.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, again this is why we say it's a, a such an important thing to do in your business, and it's just absolutely critical, especially as you're just starting out. People don't know you. Uh, it's it becomes a really easy way to communicate the value that you create. The fourth critical business move, change, thing that you need to do, and this is probably the most important one, and that is to create systems and processes that support what you do in your business. So, so many copywriters that we see are just winging it. They're figuring out things on the fly. Remember back to you know when I launched my business and not having an operating system and just frantically trying to keep it all together. We see that all the time, but with processes that support the work that you do, everything is easier. Um, In fact, if you've got the right processes in place or you're able to bring on people to help. You're able to move through projects much faster. It really truly is one of the most effective things that you can do to take ownership in your business. And so just think about all of the things that are happening in your business. You need a process for every one of them for attracting clients, for sales, for onboarding, for research, for writing, wireframing, if you do that. For editing and proofreading, for offboarding, collecting testimonials and success stories, for marketing your business, for posting things on social media, for creating video content or podcasts or or whatever the things are that you do in your business, they all would be better with a process. And while most copywriters are pretty good, pretty creative, uh, you know, coming up with ideas. We're really bad at finishing. We're, you know, like I said, good at starting, bad at finishing. And that's why systems are so important. It, it Just really helpful to create those systems in order to get stuff done.
1: I can't relate to any of this. I am <laughs> great at coming up with ideas and great at finishing those ideas.
0: Yeah, if <laughs> only that were true of both
1: of us. Yeah, no, I am just kidding. I am awful at finishing things. So just know that, like Rob said, you do not have to be a process-oriented oriented person to do this and to make it work for you. I am the opposite of that. I am not a process person as you know, Rob, but I have processes in my copywriting business because it just makes it so much easier and you know what to do and when to do it. So you don't have to question all of it, even just onboarding a new client. If you know, okay, this is the first thing I do. I get the yes from them. So then I send out my invoice and then I send out the client agreement. Once that's taken care of, the next morning, I send out a kickoff email where I have a template I use and I ask for all of these things from my client. Maybe I'll edit it slightly based on the project, but I know that goes out the following day with a video where I talk through it because it's really overwhelming. And then after that happens, I know I jump into customer interview. So you just know and you don't have to stress over it and it can be very basic, but it just creates this confidence in your client who just hired you and probably paid you a lot of money. And they just want to feel like they made the right purchase. You don't have, you know, we aren't, we have to keep wooing them and we have to keep reminding them of why they made a good purchase and why we are the best person to help them even after we have sold them on a project. And that all comes back to the process. That's all it is. So at this point, you know, Think about which process needs the most work in your business. Maybe you already have an onboarding process. You know how to get clients started, but you don't have an offboarding process. It Maybe it feels really awkward at the end of the project because you're kind of like maybe asking for a testimonial and it, you never really officially close out. It feels kind of strange. You never debrief, so you have no idea how the project goes after that. You could focus on an offboarding process, or maybe there's a different one that you could focus on. Rob shared a bunch of different ideas, but just choose one. Don't worry about all of them and write it out step-by-step. Could be in a Google doc. What happens first? What happens next? What happens after that? What are you responsible for at each step? What is your client responsible for at each step? And once you have that in place, you can make it fancy and plug it into a platform like all the ones, Dubsado, What are the other ones, Rob? There's so many project management platforms. Click up. Or you can just have it in a Google Doc. It's simple. I keep mine in a Google Doc.
0: Yeah. And in fact, it's a really good point. You don't even have to do this. There are VAs out there who can help with this, that specialize in this kind of thing. Uh, Or you can find a mentor who already has good systems and SOPs and you can borrow from them. So you don't even have to do it yourself. But it's just absolutely critical that you create these systems to help your business run. And remember earlier, we said that one of this, one of these moves or changes would help you overcome imposter complex. Well, this is that one because repeatable systems help build confidence and they help ensure that nothing falls through the cracks. And that way, you know, you're showing up as the expert. You know that you're showing up as a fully capable partner for your client. And there's no reason to think, well, I can't do this or I'm faking it because the systems back you up.
1: Oh, and here's another good, good, basic, very basic process for project management that um, took me like five years t- to figure out on my own, but I actually really like it now. And again, very basic, but if you're managing projects, I recommend you choose one day of the week that you have a check in with all of your clients. And it could be a Friday, it could be Wednesday, it could be a Monday, whatever works for you. And you know, every Friday, You send a check-in video. It could be a short video. It doesn't have to be a video, but I prefer video where you check in with each client. You tell them what happened that week, what's happening in the upcoming week, where you are in the timeline. If you need anything from them, super short, efficient. They feel like they are involved in the process. They don't have to wonder where you are because many of us like to just disappear and write copy and then, um, and then show up when the copy is due. So that is one process you can use to just manage projects efficiently or figure out something that works for you.
0: Yeah. Really good advice. Really good advice. Okay. Let's talk about move number five. And that is simply, you need a system for attracting clients into your business. Your business will fail without clients. So, and let's, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to sweet talk you here. Um, Finding good clients, especially when you're starting out is hard. Uh, It takes a lot of work and it takes, you know, thinking through a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about today in order to make it happen. Helps if you've got your X factor. It helps if you've got the right packages. It helps if your pricing is right. And we have some additional advice that we can throw your way as well as you're trying to reach out, connect with the right clients. Number one, don't wait to be chosen. So it's really uh, easy for us to, you know, throw up the website and sit back and wait for clients to come and find us. And that's a little bit like waiting for Santa Claus to drop down the chimney with a sack of presents. Like, if you don't make that happen, it's not going to happen. So you've got to get yourself out there. Don't wait for clients to find you go and find them. And then Along with that, do not beg for work. Clients can smell desperation. And you know if you're out there showing them that you are desperate for them to say yes, that doesn't build trust. And clients need to trust that the people that they're hiring are going to be doing their best work. And we don't usually communicate we're doing great work if we're desperate for work. It actually communicates that we're not good enough to get hired. So, you know, don't beg for work. Show up as a copywriter who can solve problems, who has proven that you can do good work by staying booked up. Now, I know there's a little bit of a catch-22 because some of you may be thinking, well, I don't have any clients right now, or I'm not booked up. That's okay. You just don't show up desperate, you know, begging, I'll do anything, I'll work for free, that kind of stuff, because that communicates all the wrong things about being desperate. But if you show up as that professional, with, with the processes, you know, this is the onboarding process. This is how I work with my clients. Then they feel like you are the person that can solve that problem for them. So yeah, don't beg for work.
1: Yeah. I mean, just be just, I know it's so hard to do, but like, just be cool about it. Just, just be cool about it. And don't make people feel guilty for not responding to pitches or not being able to work with you. Um, just feel, but you're right, Rob, it's so hard to, it's so easy for us to say that. And it's so hard to do that when you do feel that, that desperation. So, um, I think it is very tricky, but just know that people do pick up on it. Like Rob said, and they just want to work with you. If it feels like you're there to help them, but you're not stressing over it or like resenting them if they don't respond quick enough. And so just, just be cool, just be cool. Um, all right. So third piece of advice. Don't waste your time with clients who need to be taught the value of copy. So this is why I work in the course and membership space, because that space typically understands the value of copy. They get it. They're willing to pay more for it because across the board, they're educated to understand what goes into it and how it's going to help them over the next few years. And so it's easier to work with them because they already understand that. That is not the only space where the clients understand the value of copy. There are many spaces where they understand the value of copy, but there are definitely many where they don't understand it. And you may get caught educating them and arguing with them about the value of copy. And that's just not where we need to focus our time and attention.
0: Yeah. Anytime you're educating people instead of selling people, that's, that's not a great thing. But yeah, you said it really well. And then let me add one more piece of advice. That is don't work for free. Unless you're getting some other kind of payment, so pay, you can get paid in cash uh, or money, however you collect, that's great. You could also get paid by with testimonials or case studies or experiences that you can leverage into finding a second, third, fourth better client. Getting a portfolio piece that you can show off is is another reason to possibly work for free, but do not work for free simply to get experience. You need to make sure that there's some kind of payment there. Cash is best, but if you can turn it into a case study or something else that you can leverage, that's even acceptable.
1: So let's talk about where we can go to find high paying clients because that's most helpful. So Rob, so where where can I go to find these clients?
0: Well, when I started my copywriting business full time, uh, and I had been freelancing kind of you know on the side for a long time, but when I when I went full time, I did two things. Number one, I reached out to my entire network to let them know what I was doing. I shared a version of my X factor. It wasn't as dialed in as as you know what we've been talking about today, but I wanted them to know exactly who I could help and the problem that I could solve. And I didn't just reach out to a couple of people, you know, one or two people. I reached out to everybody. People that I'd worked with before, bosses that I'd worked with, uh, people that I went to school with, any relative that I knew who might be working with somebody in marketing or in SaaS, like anybody that I could talk to, I wanted to connect with them so that they could connect me to the people that uh, could hire me. And like I said, it wasn't just one or two people, like 50, 60, 100 people. And it quickly resulted in two very good retainers that kept my business afloat for the first two years that I was um, working. And then second, I also started connecting with copywriters, getting to know them and their business, who they serve, the problems they solved, and help them to get to know me. And when they got leads that weren't a fit for their business, sometimes they passed them on to me. And uh, I literally have earned six figures from leads that were shared from other copywriters in the last five or six years. So there's a little bit of a trick to making this work. You can't just message somebody on Facebook. You can't just, you know, say, "Hey, I'm a copywriter and and so are you and that's awesome. You know, we should share leads." Like you need to actually build a relationship. You need to spend time together whether it's on Zoom calls or chatting back and forth on uh, social media or in a mastermind group or in some other kind of group program that facilitates those kinds of relationships. That's where that kind of a um sharing starts to happen. It's not, it's not casual because you need to be trusted in order for somebody to share those kinds of leads with you. And if you share leads and resources with them, they will share back with you. And it can literally be a game changer for your business.
1: Have I shared leads with you, Rob? Have I been part of that six figures that you've earned?
0: That's a good question. I've got to think back.
1: I don't think Uh, I have.
0: Yeah, I don't think, I mean, you and I work with pretty different clients. So I know we've shared copy before we started working together, but I don't think you shared a lead with me and I don't think I've shared a lead with you. So we're we're so
1: greedy. We're so greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there are probably hundreds of things you can do to find clients, but let's just cover two more ideas. Both are powerful, but take consistent effort to pay off, which is kind of a bummer, but also kind of good if you focus on habits and consistency, which, you know, many of us are working on. So the first is my favorite. You need to get yourself out into the world, get a little uncomfortable, talk about what you do. And so you can do that on podcasts, which of course is our favorite. You could do it on guest blog posts or by creating your own content on LinkedIn Instagram, wherever you're hanging out these days, you can also publish your content to colleagues, um, blog posts or on their LinkedIn, or you can um, create content for their email list and do a trade. The key is to put yourself out there before you feel ready. And this is something I did when I just got started with my copywriting business. And I pitched 30 podcasts in 30 days because I love a good challenge and I love a good theme. Technically, I only pitched, I think, 27, but doesn't matter. (laughs) I started putting myself out there consistently, um, facing failure, getting rejected consistently, but also getting a couple wins along the way. And it forced me to make new connections um, and to start speaking before I felt ready to speak, before I felt like a copywriting expert because I was still relatively new I put myself out there and that's how I started to land clients and build relationships early on in my business. So just note that it's never too early to start and you do not have to wait. And we work with many copywriters and most of them, not all of them, but most of them wait too long, whether it's a couple months too long or or years because they feel like they're not ready and they need the perfect talking points and they need to have the framework dialed in and, and they need to have all the pieces in place before the website finished before they start showing up. And you do not need any of that in place. You just need to have a clear message, have your X factor positioning dialed in and, you know, and throw the rest together as you go and figure it out as you go. Also, I mentioned the framework. If you have a framework, you can also share that when you start to pitch and show up and talk about what you do, it makes it a lot easier. We share a lot of frameworks on this podcast. So Um, You've already heard from other copywriters about their frameworks. If that's something that you're focused on, that's something that we talk about in the Copywriter Accelerator. And finally, 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 the other consistent way to attract clients is by pitching. And we talk a lot about pitching, and we actually have built a system to help you with pitching inside the P7 Client Attraction Pipeline which is all about have to craft, how to craft those good pitches to land one client a month in under 30 minutes a day. And we're not going to talk about that program right now, but all you have to know is that this stuff works. Pitching consistently works. Copywriters do it, pitch 20 times a week, maybe 10 times a week, and they start to land clients. And we all have access to this opportunity to pitch. Just most of us don't want to do it because it's a little uncomfortable and Um, but this is a great way to get clients, get in front of new dream clients too. And we're going to talk about this pitching process in a little bit.
0: Okay. So we've covered these five moves, five changes, five things that you need to be doing in your business to create this operating system that makes it all work together. And, Part of the reason we want to share this is because these are uh, most some of the things that we talk about in the Copywriter Accelerator and the Copywriter Accelerator opens up for the final time this year, and we won't be teaching again until uh, next year. That's actually, I think, implied by saying it's the final time this year. So that that sounds smart, Rob. But this is the final time this year. And we cover these five moves in real depth. So you could take what we've shared today and you could start to figure out in your own business, or you could look into a program like the Copywriter Accelerator, which can help you figure out these along with other things like branding your business, getting yourself out in front of the right clients, building your authority, business mindset, all these things that we cover there. So, but you know, I'll I'll just drop the the web address now before we tell you anything else about it, but the copywriteraccelerator.com is where you can go to find out more or to join the wait list if it's not yet open. But if you've, if any of what we've been talking about resonates with you at all, you owe it to yourself to learn a little bit more about this program and what it includes.
1: I mean, sure. You could figure it out on your own through trial and error, which, uh, you know, we have both done. And you can make those mistakes. You can work on those projects that could go horribly wrong, um, work with those possibly awful clients that I have definitely worked with. Um, But if you don't want to do it the difficult way and you don't want to do it alone and you don't want it to possibly take years longer to figure it out, there is an easier way to speed up the entire growth process uh, with a few well-placed levers
0: Yeah. So really quickly, I mean, levers are things that help you move. Everybody's seen what a lever is. It helps you move a large, heavy object easily, right? And a lot of these things we've been talking about are big, heavy things in your business. And so, you know, over time we figured out there's three or four things that you can do, levers that you can use that make these business changes a lot easier in your business. Uh, Number one lever is goals and objectives. And just having the right goals and having somebody help you know what you're trying to accomplish, how you can get there uh, is huge. And this is something Kira actually specializes in. She's a tiny habits coach and is really good at helping people figure out like, are the behaviors that I'm doing today going to get me where I want to go in the future? Lever number two is all about SOPs, uh, standard operating procedures. It's related to what we were talking about processes earlier, but having SOPs that someone in your business can follow makes everything easier. And if you don't want to develop your own, having SOPs that other people have developed can speed up that process. Lever number three is mastermind groups. That is when you get together with other smart business owners, copywriters, and talk about what are the things that are working in your business, Uh, helping each other brainstorm, coming up with new ideas, new ways to solve problems, to share things that are working in our businesses that other people can try. Kira and I are huge believers in masterminds. It's where we met. Uh, It's why we run our own mastermind and why we belong to another mastermind. And it's something that we build into almost everything that we do at the Copywriter Club. And then the last mentor that I'll mention is mentors. Uh, Mentors help with all of the other levers. They help you know if your goals and objectives are right. They help you know uh, if the processes that you have uh, will work. And if they won't, they have SOPs that you can borrow. They help broaden your networks uh, and introduce you to others that can help you. Uh, mentors hold you accountable. They help speed up your success. And it's again, just another thing that helps speed all of the five changes that we've been talking about, the five moves and makes it happen faster in your business.
1: All right. So this is where we're going to have a real real talk and we're going to lower our voices, get really deep here and ask you some existential questions. Is your business running the way you want it to? Is it growing right now or have you hit a plateau? Are you earning what you want? Which can be a really painful question. Do you have time for what you want to do in the business, outside of the business? And do you have a network of peers to support you right now? Do you have a coach or mentor who will support you on the journey? And final question is just, what have you been sacrificing to build this business that you may possibly regret. Final question. I think I said that was the final question, but this is the final question. Could you use those four levers that Rob shared to make bigger moves in your business? If so, we can definitely help you inside the Copywriter Accelerator program.
0: The Copywriter Accelerator, you've probably heard us mention it in the past, but that's our five-month program. It's designed to help you make these moves. uh, Plus, you know, the other ones that I briefly mentioned, building your own authority, branding, business mindset, and it involves all the levers that we've been talking about. Um, And it includes so much. And and like we said, uh, modules that are based around all these things that we've been talking about, Um, But it also includes bonuses like that P7 client attraction pipeline that we mentioned earlier that actually helps you attract clients into your business. We've tried to assemble all of the things that you need to lay the foundation of a successful copywriting business from figuring out what you want to build to attracting the right clients to your business and supporting them in figuring out the problems that, that you can solve for them And it's all wrapped up in this program, The Copywriter Accelerator.
1: So let's talk real quick about who this is not for. So this is not for you if you already have a steady flow of clients who are coming to you for that problem that you solve, and they understand the value that you bring to the table because you are clearly articulating it, and they love working with you. Um, You're doing amazing. Good job. You don't need The Copywriter Accelerator. If you are already reaching your financial goals, whether that's, you know, the 10K month, the 20K month, you're growing, uh, you don't feel like you need to make any changes to your business, you're in a great place. Well done. Reach out to us. We probably want to interview you on this podcast. You don't need a program like the Copywriter Accelerator. If you already have the business that you want, if you already feel like the CEO and you're confident in what you're doing, and maybe you aren't dealing with the imposter complex every other minute of the day, then this program is probably not for you. And if you already have this incredible network of copywriters, access to them, you already have all your copywriter buddies helping you out, giving you feedback on your business and mentorship, you might not need the accelerator.
0: Yeah, but if you've, you know, struggled to choose a niche or you have a niche but you like to make a change or maybe you don't have the packages that are targeted to the people that you want to serve or maybe you don't know who your ideal client is or if you kind of have an idea of who your ideal client is but you're not sure how to get in front of them, maybe you have, you know, um no idea and how to build the business or the systems, the processes that that, uh, we've been talking about, then the accelerator is almost certainly the program that will help you figure that stuff out.
1: So let's take a look at what is included in this program, because this is not a typical course that will just go on your digital shelf that you will forget about. We will not let you forget about it. We will see you in this program. It is an intimate community where we get to see all of you and we will not let you um, just disappear into the background because this is all about accountability in this program for those ambitious copywriters, content writers that want to show up and want to be held accountable and want to work through a new training module, uh, every two weeks and implement in their business. So this is truly your business development time. We are giving you the direction and the trainings and the templates, and blueprints for your business development time so you can put the pieces together. But this is really for you if you are focused on business development.
0: So we cover things like business mindset, your niche and X factor that we touched on today. We talk about creating processes and frameworks in real depth to help you overcome that imposter complex. We talk about creating profitable packages that are designed to have your prospects say yes and they're designed actually to attract clients who are willing to pay money to solve their problems. We talk about pricing. Uh, you know, we, we talked about some of the ways the pricing doesn't work. And in the module, we help you understand exactly how to price yourself for the value you create. We talk about getting yourself out there and you know whether that is on podcasts or pitching, or you know, how you can stand out talk about managing clients so that the process goes smoothly and the client isn't treating you like a vendor uh, but you're actually showing up as a strategic partner for them. and we also talk about branding yourself so that you um, visually and through your voice stand out from all of the other copywriters who are out there.
1: Every single module in this program also includes what we call a business blueprint. And that's where you can put the learning into action because we don't want you to just sit and watch videos. We want you to actually start to integrate this information into your business so you can apply it and feel a win and get some results immediately. So you'll have time to work through the blueprints. And then you'll also have group coaching sessions with the two of us where you get to know your colleagues and we get to know you really well. And we get to cover. Uh, the blueprints and give you feedback on the work that you're doing. And we go, we also get to answer questions that you may have. So this is an opportunity to really understand your business and just get to know you for um, for who you are. This is my favorite part of the entire program.
0: And it's not a course, as Kira mentioned earlier. It is a cohort-based program that you go through with dozens of other copywriters live who are there to support you, share advice, share leads, work alongside you as you implement what you learn through each of the steps of the accelerator. And part of that happens in an exclusive Slack group uh, where that interaction is happening almost 24-7. And because building your business is always easier when you're doing it with other people, not just mentors, but uh, peers who are working alongside you, we put together intimate copy crew groups uh, with everybody who joins so that you're part of a small group of five to six colleagues who can hold you accountable. They provide support and feedback and you become friends along the way. In fact, going back almost to the very first time we taught the accelerator program five years ago, lots of those relationships last to this day.
1: All right. So we have run through this program and you probably have a good sense of what's included and what you could expect in the program. Um, if you want to be a part of it, we want to work with you and get to know you and your business uh, this fall in this program. So all you have to do is check out the copywriteraccelerator.com to explore this program and see if it is a good fit for you.
0: It opens up next week officially. So if you go to thecopywriteraccelerator.com now, you can join the waitlist. You'll be the first ones notified as soon as it opens. And you can check out all of the details that will be available on the information page at the Copywriter Accelerator later this month. That's the end of this episode of the Copywriter Club podcast. The intro music was composed by copywriter and songwriter Addison Rice. The outro was composed by copywriter and songwriter David Muntner. If you're looking for something else to tickle your ears, be sure to check out our podcast about AI and the various ways that creatives are using it in their business. You'll find that at ai4creativeentrepreneurs aiforcreativeentrepreneurs.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Copywriters coming together
1: To help the world write better Copy and make more money Kira and Ra
0: I just club can yeah. make you lots of money.